Welcome to the Letters to the Beloved podcast. I'm Jake Spencer, the pastor of Grace Chapel, Knoxville, and we are thrilled that you are joining us today. You are listening to the audio from a video series that myself and other members of our church family record each week as we walk through God's Word together. Our hope is that the living Word of God would come alive in your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at gracechapelknoxville.net. May you be blessed and encouraged today. And now, beloved, welcome to the conversation. Hey friends, thanks for joining us again today. Excited to dive into God's Word together. Um, This week we're moving in to the book of Luke. And so I want to talk a little bit about really a series of stories. They're back to back in Luke's Gospel chapter 5. You can find these in verses 17 through 32. Um, And what's transpiring in these stories is that um, Jesus has attracted the attention of crowds of people. They're, They're hearing his teaching. They're watching him heal people. And so what's happened is from all over the region, different Pharisees and leaders have come from all these towns And they've crammed into this house to observe Jesus, to listen to him, to check them out for themselves. And so they're kind of there to to watch, to observe, to see what's going on with this guy. And so there's so many people crowded around him. um, And in the midst of that scene, there's a handful of friends who hear that Jesus is in town. And they've got a buddy who's paralyzed. He's a paralytic. He can't move. And so they load him up on his bed. They bring him to the house. They can't get inside. And so it's this classic story where they are so determined to get help for their friend. And they have such faith to believe that that Jesus could work a miracle on his behalf that they climb up on the roof and, and literally they begin to rip the roof off of this house. Now, I don't think we often consider the fact that like this is someone's residence. And these guys are tearing the house apart, probably fully aware of the fact that they're going to have to fix it, pay the homeowner back, whatever. But their friend is that important to them. Getting to Jesus is that important to them. And so as they tear off the roof, they lower their friend down through the ceiling right there in front of Jesus. Something amazing then transpires. As this guy is lowered, Jesus looks at him, sees his need, and says to him, your sins are forgiven. Um, Now, it doesn't give us insight into what was going on internally in this this paralyzed man. It it doesn't really let us know what his friends were thinking. But I have to imagine they're going, wait a minute, his legs need healed. Maybe his spine or his back needs healed. Like, he needs to be able to walk. And yet Jesus saw his physical need. He doesn't ignore it. But he sees the deeper spiritual need that this man needed healing from guilt, from shame, that he needed to be reconciled with God. And so he forgave the man. And so soon after, there's a little conversation with those who are observing Jesus, um, and he makes it clear to everyone in the room who's sort of bothered by the fact that he's forgiving this guy. They're like, wait a minute, only God can forgive. And Jesus says, I'm doing this so that you know that I have the ability to forgive sins. And then he tells the man, 
rise up, take up your bed, and walk. And the man is miraculously healed. And the people, they're just amazed. In fact, the the scripture even says, they say uh, in verse 26, we have seen extraordinary things today. A guy who forgives sins and heals the paralyzed. So Jesus immediately moves from there and he's in the same town. He's walking and these crowds are still kind of observing him. And he comes across Levi, or we know him as Matthew. Um, And he comes across Levi, who's a tax collector, and he says, come and follow me. And so that very moment, Levi gets up, follows Jesus, invites Jesus into his home and prepares this meal. And so now again, we have a group of Levi's friends um, known as sinners and tax collectors. And these same Pharisees that were observing Jesus in the house are now observing him having this meal with sinners and they're grumbling about it. Like, who is this guy? Why is he hanging out with sinners? And so Jesus kind of finishes this whole set of circumstances here. While these guys are complaining, Jesus responds in verses 31 and 32 of Luke 5. Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus says, I am here for those who are in need. Now friends, I want to encourage you to think about your perspective on this series of stories for just a minute, okay? Um, First of all, man, it just highlights something beautiful about Jesus. He cares about people. No one is too far gone for him. No one is, is a hopeless lost cause. There's no one that he feels like, oh, I just, I can't be around that person. I can't be associated with them. Jesus is present and available to all who are in need. And he can heal people who are wounded and hurt. And he can forgive people who are lost and broken, who have broken relationships and ultimately have a broken relationship with God. And he says, this is why I came. And so we get to see Jesus. You know, the second thing we can do is we can kind of look at the people in the story that he helps. You know, we can learn a lot from the friends that lower their friend down. You know, that kind of faith that's not just for um, the faith that's kind of for myself, like things I want, but a faith that sees the needs of people around me that I love and care about. And I have the kind of faith that says, I'm going to help get them to Jesus because he's the answer. And even if it costs me something, even if it takes great effort, man, I'm willing to do that to help someone else. Maybe we just look at the story from the viewpoint of the man who's healed and forgiven or Levi who, though kind of a hated tax collector, is welcomed and invited in. Yeah, those are the people I tend to resonate with in the story. But what I want to encourage you with as we kind of wrap this up this morning, whatever place you may kind of immediately feel drawn to in the story, you know, I can relate to feeling stuck like that paralyzed man. Or I can relate to feeling like God is calling me into this new place of faith, you know, where I help support other people in need. I just want to encourage you, don't neglect the Pharisees in this story. Pay attention to them. Now, typically we think of the Pharisees and we're just like, man, they're these obnoxious guys and Jesus constantly took issue with them and was calling out their hypocrisy. 
But Jesus recognized their great need. And I want you to see how the story opens because when this setting begins in verse 17, pay close attention to the audience and Jesus' heart for them. Luke 5, 17, on one of those days as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Friends, I want to encourage you. I think many of us, whether we've never really fully given our heart to Jesus, or, or maybe we've been walking with him for a long time, we can find ourselves in a place where we're just sort of observing Jesus. You know, I'm aware that he's around. Um, I'm observing him in the scripture. I'm hearing sermons about him. You know, maybe I even go to a Bible study group and I, I consider Jesus. You know, I learn information about him. Maybe I even hear other people's stories and see how God touches their lives. But friends, I want you to know, Jesus isn't looking for observers of him. Jesus wants to touch our lives personally, tangibly, specifically. Friends, we all are in need. And these Pharisees, Jesus, his heart for them that day is that their lives could be touched. Now think about that in the context of this story. He's present to heal them. And so when this man gets lowered and he forgives his sins, he makes it clear to those Pharisees, I want you to know the power that I have to forgive and to heal. And it's a power that was available to them. When Jesus said, I came for those who are sick, not those who are well, that I came for sinners and not the righteous. He wasn't excluding the Pharisees. He was inviting them to consider honestly their condition and to know that his, his hand was open to them, that they were welcomed and invited in, that they would move from being those who said with awe, we have seen extraordinary things today, and instead they would recognize that the power of the Lord was present to heal them. May we all recognize Jesus' presence. And friends, may we resist the urge to stay just one step back from him, a safe observer, and instead lean in with faith to see if maybe this same Jesus would heal me today, would forgive my sins today. May I have a real encounter with him and not just be an observer. Friends, that's my hope and prayer for all of us every day that we could walk with Jesus in real, living, vibrant relationship. He's ready, he's available, he's present, and he loves us. Bless you, friends. I love you guys. We'll see you again soon. Have a great week.